Hey there, welcome to another Strewn Along the Path. Hey, you know, as you might have heard, I uh, moved recently. And as you may know, going through that process, you pretty much pick everything up you have in one house and you move it to another. And in that process, you're going through things, you're putting them in boxes, you're looking at things you haven't looked at for a long time and deciding whether you want to take it with you or not. And uh, in that process, I ran across a couple of recordings that I made uh, back when I was in college. And I had this uh, mass media class um, that I had to finish up. And to do that, I had to make kind of an anthology, either a journal or a recording or something like that, some kind of an anthology of items that were loosely tied together into a common theme kind of thing. So one of the things I thought I would do would be to get a bunch of my, my buddies together and at different venues and talk about ghost stories because I everybody likes a ghost story, right? So I found the recordings of that and I thought I could play those for you here. And uh, so I, I pulled thing pulled this out. I was able to convert it to WAV files and bring it in here. So they're not the best recordings, you know, the quality is not the best. There's lots of noise around, you know, one of these, I think a couple of these are maybe at a campfire and a couple of these are at, at a, you know, dorm room area where there's lots of stuff going on, parties. And anyway, this is what I found. This is what I was able to salvage from that. So I thought I'd put it together and, and uh, play it for you here. So uh, here you go. Here's, here's uh, these recordings of ghost stories back from my college days. Okay, years ago this guy and girl were going camping in the woods, uh, sort of around here. The couple were making out, but it was weird because she wasn't sure if she was into him. He had a lot of college debt and generally not good with money, but but whatever. This is a ghost story. Let's stick with that for right now. The thing is that she died this very night years ago, and oh my god, she's right behind you! <laughs> so... This guy dies in his lover's apartment, and the woman is grief-stricken. But she gets this feeling like he's not gone, like he's still around as a ghost or something. Lights flicker, music sounds, his check-ins on Foursquare made him the mayor of their apartment. It's pretty clear something is trying to communicate with her from beyond. Point of order. The reason why this woman doesn't leave her apartment is because it's New York City, and it's nearly impossible to sublet your place and find another apartment and hold down a job. And anyway, she's still coping with the tragedy. So the thing is that the woman doesn't know if it's her lover or something sinister. She wants to believe, right? But the spiritualist, oh yeah, she sees a spiritualist a few months prior to figure out whether it's her lover or something else, isn't so sure it's the lover. One night, the ghost manifests itself right outside of her window, and it looks exactly like the woman's lover. She reaches for him and falls through the window to her death, because the apartment was a high-rise, and that's why she didn't survive.
Dude, listen, guys. Listen, guys. I, I, listen to me. Okay. There's a town in the backwoods of uh, Maine or Kentucky. You know, one of those towns that refuse to allow Google to map their streets. Which I totally get, because there's got to be a line on information and privacy. But anyway, this couple, they they drove through the town one night. Well, actually, actually the town had things like a motel and, and a gas station and a payphone. So they're trying to get with the times. You know, I don't really like judging people in what is clearly a poverty-stricken area. And point at people's circumstance to say they're yokels. You know, that's, uh, that's just ignorant. Anyway... The story is that the couple stays the night and is invited over for dinner by the locals and they get creeped out by the dinner etiquette and other stuff that they overhear. So one thing leads to another and the locals decide to sacrifice the couple to a, a harvest god out in the backwoods due to a fertility riot, right? But the couple managed to escape. So the next day they return with the sheriff, but oh man, the sheriff's in on it too, so they totally kill the couple and complete the sacrifice. Dude, seriously, that's your story? Yeah! Sounds like a bad movie. Hey, man, my cousin told me that story, and he said it really happened. If you knew my cousin... You'd know that he doesn't make up those kind of okay, stories. Okay, that's enough. Because, like, he went to summer camp one time when he was 11 years old, and he All had... Right. Well... <clears throat> okay, okay, so uh, this assignment is due tomorrow, and uh, it's really late at night. And uh, so so here I am to, t to tell you the last ghost story here. Um So as a birthday present, right, this, this kid gets a toy doll that, that looks human. And the mom gets the spooks real quick because, yeah, you know, kids fetishing that they're also parents to inanimate proxies of kids is weird on so many levels. But, dude, the, the doll kills the cat and the dad and tries to kill the mom. But no, the mom destroys the doll by torching the house. Dang, that's what we're doing it. But not really because the doll crawls out of the wreckage to hunt another day. Uh, the end. So there you go. There's some uh, recordings I found from my college days back in the early 90s. What's that? You recognize some of those voices? What? All right, you got me. That wasn't from the early nineties. That wasn't that was those weren't recordings that I found while I was packing up and, and moving to a new house. These little uh, ghost stories were written by uh, Tom Tancredi, who's a fan of the show, and and he was a backer of my uh, Kickstarter. And uh, one of the rewards for the uh, Kickstarter was that I would do like a little five minute audio production for whoever donated above a certain value. I can't remember what it was. And Tom was one of the qualifiers for that reward. And so uh, when I asked him what, what I could do for a five-minute audio production, uh, he sent me sent me these stories and, and wondered if I could uh, produce it for him. And I thought they were fun little stories. You know, he, he called them the dude bro ghost stories. And so that's kind of what I I went with, with uh, my direction on, on the tapes. And that's why I thought it would be fun to say it was back when I was in college. Um, and had a bunch of dude bro friends or whatever. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, Tom, hopefully you liked that. Hopefully you enjoyed, uh, hearing that production. I didn't get a lot of takers. A lot of people said, well, I really can't think of anything that I would need for a five minute audio. You know, I gave suggestions like voicemail or a birthday message and things like that. There, there were a couple people that took me up on that. Uh, uh Keith Techlitz had me do a birthday message for his wife and uh, requested that Dave Robison be the voice for that. So I was able to, to get that to work and, and put together a little production for him. And uh, I did a like a book trailer audio production for uh, Bria Burton. Another friend of mine had a had an audio thing that he needed cleaned up, and so I did my best to clean that up and get rid of some of the uh, things he wanted out of there. And that was fun, too. You know, in fact, why don't I go ahead and play... Uh, a couple of these things I did, if I can get permission to play these for you here on the on the podcast. You know, I've produced them. I'm, I might as well put them on here, right? <laughs> At the dawn of mankind, a probe landed on Earth whose alien identity is as mythic as Prometheus, the demigod, who was said to have brought fire to man. What if this probe, a form of artificial intelligence, could morph into any human form, take on any human identity? Either male or female. What if this probe had a lifespan of hundreds of thousands of years and was on a mission to report everything it could about us to its home planet? What would this humanoid observe and learn over centuries of human existence when placed inside the hot crucible of life on Earth? This is the Prometheus Saga. 14 stories by award-winning authors interpreting how this alien presence would experience the greatest events in human history. From ancient civilizations, the age of explorers and inventors, through times ripped by revolution and war. The Prometheus Saga promises to deliver unusual insights as each story crosses genres and genders allowing for entirely different narratives and insights on historical events and the human experience. Begin this new and unique short fiction experience today. Each story is now available for 99 cents each in the Kindle store. Visit www.alvariumexperiment.wix.com slash Prometheus Saga to find out more. A project of the Alvarium Experiment. Long ago, in a hot, barren land, she was born. The event was a detonation of awesomeness that sent shockwaves through the entire planet. From the humble simplicity of Eagle to the metropolitan cacophony of the eastern seaboard and the sultry radiance of Los Angeles. The sweeping majesty of northern Colorado has known the thrill of her presence, as has the parched deserts of Kuwait and the tropical swelter of the Gulf Coast. Her legacy is one of forging bonds between families, 
of friendship firm as bedrock and warm as the summer sun, and a family whose love for her transcends the brightest star, the deepest valley, and the widest sea. In her brief <clears throat> 30 years <clears throat> on this planet, she has left it a better place and one that continues to thrive because of her. She is Courtney Brooke Teklitz. Happy 30th birthday, Courtney. Yours eternally, Quinn, Avery, and Keith. There you go. There's some uh, five minutes or less audio productions <laughs> that I did as rewards uh, for the Kickstarter. Anyway, I, th- I thought they were fun to put together, and I think the recipients enjoyed them as well. And uh, hopefully, <laughs> hearing these, you you liked it also. Uh, that's about it for me this this time around. Uh, we'll we'll do it again sometime. We'll look around and see what else is strewn along the path. Strewn Along the Path is produced under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share it, but do not change it or sell it. The theme music, as always, is brought to you by Man in Space. If you knew my cousin, you'd know that he doesn't make up those kind of stories. Because, like, he went to summer camp one time when he was 11 years old, and he had, well, I won't tell you what happened to him, but he came back and he's suddenly, like, a totally different guy. And he says that he doesn't lie anymore, and he doesn't steal. He gave me his whole box of Playboys, which I appreciated, but at the same time, I was wondering, well, dude, what happened to you on the, oh, this was before I knew what had happened during the summer camp. But I'm like, dude, what happened to you during those... And he was only gone two weeks, right? What happened during the, you know, the week and a half that you were there? And it wasn't until we were about 14 years old that finally he's like, dude, I'm going to tell you what happened, but uh, you can't tell anybody else. And so, okay, I have told a few people, but you don't tell anybody that I told you, okay? So my cousin, he was at this this camp, and it turns out like that the camp counselors are all like the grandchildren of the Nazis, you know, that like escaped during the, the, the war, during whatever war it was. And some of them went to like Brazil and some of them went to like Albuquerque and some of them went to Argentina. And these guys, they, they like maintained the, the traditions and beliefs of the Nazis. But now they were camp counselors. And so it was weird because they're like all there, isolated and you can't like call out and oh this is before there was internet right or cell phones so there was one phone but it always happened to be accidentally broken you know anyhow they all get like their 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 brains washed you know it's like the fourth reich has begun now but it's in the uh, you know new mexico wilderness 
Anyway, my cousin had said at first, you know, he was really freaked out because he had to say Sieg Heil and Javol and Heil Hitler and, and do this thing where he walked, where he, he kept his legs straight. But then later he started to like it because apparently, like, the Nazis are really good cooks. And so one thing led to another. And even though he's only there for like 13 days, 14 days, I don't know, he, when he comes back. I'm sorry, I'm still talking, aren't I? I apologize. Uh, it won't happen again.